0: Welcome back to tonight's intermission. Merrimack visiting the Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs here at Amsoil Arena in Duluth, Minnesota. And joining us here, actually chatting before the game, it is Bruce Siski's He's the voice of the Bulldogs on KDAL radio here in Duluth. How long have you been doing the games for UMD, Bruce? Longer than
1: I care to admit. No, uh, this year 13. Wow. How about, yeah.
0: How about that? Well, you had a chance to call a national championship game about six years ago. A national championship win six years ago. Uh, uh... second place last year uh... some pretty good memories to be made here at UMD
1: yeah things have changed quite a bit from uh... even you know fifteen years ago when, when you, you had a good team and then you're gonna graduate some guys and then you're not gonna have a good team uh... now the expectation is even with ten freshmen and, and all the guys that left that this team will be good, and they'll be good this year, not next year or the year after, but right now, and and it's it's refreshing
0: to see that, absolutely. Uh, looking back at what happened last year, I thought, if anything, uh, UMD was the one team that was going to be able to take Denver down and prove that they weren't able to do that, but not... You know, not for lack of trying. Uh, that The loss last year, does it resonate in, in some way this year going into this season with this year's team? I think it's different because I
1: think they knew they emptied the tank. Um, you know, Tanner Gillette was outstanding that night. Those things happened. Uh, they threw everything, like you said, everything you had at them and then some probably, and they just couldn't get that tying goal to go in. Um, I, there was an acceptance for me pretty much right away. Um, I, I don't sense the guys are, are feeling pressure to you know outdo what happened last year. And Every team's different, and I think the fact that this team lost so much makes it easy to sell that every team is different because this group is completely different. And I think the expectations are that this team will be good enough to play at that level in March, I don't know how we're going to get there and when we're going to get there, but it's going to be a fun ride.
0: Uh, well, tell us what it's like out here in Duluth. What the support's like for the program? How big is the team around here? It's uh, there are some similarities between the two schools in that Merrimack's a Division II school as well, with just Division One men's and women's hockey as their their primary sports. What's it like out here?
1: Oh, well, support's outstanding. Uh, you're not going to see a full building, I don't think, this weekend. It, it's too nice out. I mean, the reality it's not too, unless unless this team's playing the Gophers or North Dakota, the building's not full in October. And it is what it is. And, and there's a lot of even season ticket holders that, you know, I want to... Take advantage of, of this nice weather, especially today. It's 75 degrees outside, and it's hard to it's hard to yell at somebody who doesn't want to go to a hockey game when it's 75 degrees outside. Uh, but no, they, they, the community has rallied around this team, and, and they've rallied around this building, which is about roughly 1,500 seats bigger than the one that Merrimack played in the last time they were in Duluth in 2000. So uh, it won't be full tonight. I'm guessing it won't be full tomorrow night. But you'll hear uh, you'll hear support, and, and hopefully with homecoming, we'll get some alums in here, and, and it'll be a a little bigger crowd than we normally get in october
0: You had an interesting point we were just chatting off the air about the ice here uh, uh for the fans hearing the noise in the background there's a women's game that just finished between minnesota and minnesota Duluth. that'll be the case again tomorrow afternoon leading into tomorrow night so four games in just over 24 hours here as well as the fact that you're having unseasonably warm weather uh what does it mean for the ice surface it's been choppy so far um we had the icebreaker in here uh, two
1: weekends ago, and, and that's you know it 's four more games and um, you know frankly, I thought the ice was pretty bad that weekend. it was better last weekend uh, against Bemidji State, but this is a different test because it 's warmer again uh, that brings a little more humidity in the building, which it makes it difficult to keep the, bu- the building cool enough to maintain good ice. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue, but it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, it will it, affect both teams, obviously. Uh, it neutralizes speed a little bit, makes it uh, harder to move the puck up and down the rink. You've you got to make those
0: shorter plays, and
1: and sometimes you make those simple plays, and you're not going to be able to get too fancy.
0: Uh, and as well, both these two teams are looking to replace uh, underclassmen goaltenders who left early turn pro. Uh, Hunter Miska for Minnesota Duluth took them all the way to the national championship game, as we said. Uh, how have things been going, been going on that front this year?
1: It was shaky till Saturday. Uh, they came into Saturday with a 782-team save percentage in three games, and I don't think I have to tell you, anything very good. Um, and, and Scott Sandlin challenges goaltenders. Uh, you have to be better than this. And, and you know, the, the problem wasn't so much, you know, number of goals, it was... The timing of goals, and a lot of there were a lot of points in games where you know you need a save and you're not getting it, and it's frustrating for a coach to watch that. But Nick Deary was outstanding on Saturday, he will start here tonight. Uh, he's gonna get the first shot. You know, Scott Sandalin said this week, the competition is now on. You know, now that, now that we've seen one of these guys step up and play well under some duress with some adversity around the team now the competition begins so uh, this will be the first look at, at a real goaltending competition tonight but uh, I would not be shocked you know unless Deary plays lights out tonight I would not be shocked at all if they come back with Hunter Shepard tomorrow and give him an- another opportunity he'll get another chance you know just like last week you know, you know has Shepard played well in the icebreaker Deary not so much and, and the the message was you know basically Shepard's going to start Friday and Deary's going to get another chance it's inevitable Hunter Shepard wasn't very sharp Friday in Bemidji.
0: Deary got a shot Saturday. He was sharp, and now we'll see how things go. Well, these are two teams that aren't very familiar with each other, obviously, uh, but yet the the coaching staff is really interesting. Talking with I know certainly talking with Mark Denny, tremendous tremendous amount of respect for Scott Sandelin and his coaching staff. It, it sounds like the you know the coaches have worked together in the off season and other events and so on, and, and have known each other for quite a while.
1: I think the story I got was from assistant coach Jason Herter talking about uh, you know Mark Denny. He pulled them aside. He wasn't sure if it was in Naples or maybe if they ran into other recruiting at some point. Um, the Naples Convention is what I'm referring to. Uh, but uh, at some point he pulled them aside and said we've got to get games scheduled so Jared Colquist, your senior captain, can play in Duluth before he graduates. And that resonated with our coaches, I can tell you that. They, they respected that, and, and it was great of both sides to make this happen. Uh, it's an, obviously, for, for Jared Colquist, who uh, grew up in Hermantown, which is the, basically the first town north outside of Duluth, uh, for those that don't know, uh, was a part of a, a couple of state tournament teams there, outstanding defensemen, uh, played with current UMD senior Jared Thomas when he was there. Uh, you know, this is great. I, I think it's great that the coach has made this happen. Uh, it makes for a fun little storyline for otherwise to be a mundane, non-conference series in October. You know, we, we, we wouldn't have a whole lot to talk about what we do because it, it's not only homecoming
0: for UMD, but it's homecoming for Jared Colquist. Very cool. Yeah, and uh, and next week you guys are going to head out our way, and, so to speak, to Maine University, of Maine, up to Orono. So uh, four straight hockey East games here for UMD. Yeah,
1: and and, and you know teams that uh, I, I think I haven't seen Maine in a lot of years, so I'm interested to see stylistically how it matches up. But I I know that watching your team puck possession was, was certainly been a key these first few games, and and I I I, I sense. I sense skill, I like, which I like to see, and it's a matter of putting the puck in the net, which actually reminds me a lot of
0: UMD. Just a little younger, but still they've got skill, they like to possess the puck, and they've struggled so far to put the puck in the net. Yeah, I was going to say, one of the things, uh, the, the track record, I guess, the Scott Sandlin teams have been, you know, the combination of skill, obviously, a couple of Hobie Baker winners here, Jack Connolly was terrific a few years ago, but also just a team that is relentless, works so hard that you don't have a chance if they if they outwork you. Yeah,
1: and, it, and it's I, I, I sense the same thing with Merrimack, which, you know, to me, it makes for a fun matchup. Teams are going to want to get—they the, want the puck. Uh, and I'm not taking shots at anybody else, but I think that you know there are certain teams that it's not—you know—who you match up well with. It's. Who do you match up with to create watchable hockey, fun hockey? And I think this is where—that's uh, where I think this will be fun this weekend.
0: All right, should be good, Bruce. Thanks a lot. We appreciate yeah. your time. K D A L Radio is the voice of the Bulldogs, one of the best in college hockey. Thanks again, Bruce. You got it. Anytime. All right, that's Bruce Siski, voice of UMD Bulldog Hockey. We'll be back with more right after this on tonight's intermission report. This is Warrior Hockey.